0: First Sunday of Advent. This is uh, this is Hope Sunday, so I'm going to light the candle here, and I'm going to read a scripture. Look at that! It works. Ooh, hope, hope, the hope of His coming. Thank you, Jesus. So let's look to um, Matthew 24. Verse 36. This is this is uh, one of the four scriptures that, that people all over the world are reading this morning. And we'll join them with our Advent reading. Matthew 24, verse 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house be bro- let his house be broken into Hallelujah. therefore you also must be ready for the son of man is coming in an hour that you do not expect who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will set him over his possession all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master uh, is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of the house will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour He does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Pretty dramatic. That's going to be quite a day. Thank you, Lord. So, what, what do you get out of all that? Exactly. You were looking at my notes. <laughs> be ready. That's what he wants for us. So we look at um, what do you think of when you think of be ready? What I go back to is Boy Scouts. They're always ready, right? They. If you have ankle problems, you should t- tape them up. Yeah, that's part of being ready. But the um, Boy Scouts—they were—they were ready for everything. You know, they—they—they they, they would get a badge for every particular thing that they could be ready for. They'd, they'd have first aid badges, they'd have snake bite badges, they'd have <laughs> make a fire badge, and all that stuff. They're ready for everything as it's coming. That's what Jesus is telling us here. Be ready. Be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready, ready, ready? Is everything working in your house? Is everything prepared? Is everything maintained the way it should be? You know, we're, we're blessed in Canada. Um, we have the answer to Everything. In our own inventions. If it. If it moves and shouldn't. Get the duct tape. If it doesn't move and should. Get the WD-40. Both of them are Canadian inventions. And they answer everything. <laughs> With those two things. You can be ready. In any emergency. <laughs> um, Carl Sagan said that, uh, uh, in, in light of all of these things, extinction is the rule, survival is the exception. Carl did not believe in God, of course. Yeah. We, we know that God has a better plan for us. So are we in a state of readiness? There was, um, you know, people get ready in, in lots of different ways. Um, there was a guy named Harry R. Truman. Sounds like the president, right? No, but that was Harry S. Truman. Harry R. Truman was, you might remember, from Mount St. Helen days, 1980. Harry R. Truman was the the caretaker of the uh, Spirit Lake Lodge. And he made made, uh, headlines all over the world saying... Uh, Mount St. Helens is going to blow, they say, but I'm not moving. I'm staying right here. Well, in May of 1980, he was buried by 150 feet of stuff. (laughs) He didn't move, and he's still there today. at The bottom of the hill. (laughs) He was not ready for what was coming. And so, uh, May 18th of 1980... So people have all kinds of excuses. And you know, you can find lists for everything now. It's wonderful if if you're into lists. People do not prepare for emergencies because they believe everything will be fine. Or the odds of a disaster are too small. Or I'll jinx the whole thing if I prepare. The government will save me. Now, there's there's a famous last word for you. Someone else has prepped enough for the both of us. I don't have enough room. I don't have enough time. People will think I'm crazy if I prepare. I don't have enough money. I don't have the right skills. I refuse to give... uh, I refuse to give in to fear and paranoia. I am too old. My faith will save me. Any of you feel any of those things as your reason for not preparing? We are told by God in the reading today to be ready. To be ready. What's that mean? That's. It means so many things. It means something different to each of us. Be ready. Be ready. How do you prepare? How do you get ready? Huh? So we, we look at this thing and we, we, we are challenged by God. Now is the acceptable time, it says in Second Corinthians 6. two. See, now is the day of your salvation. Are, are you ready for what will be happening? Jesus himself does not have an ETA, expected time of arrival. The son does not know the day or the hour, it says in verse 36. Does Jesus know when he will return? The answer is no. And if Jesus doesn't know, we don't know. We, we can have our guesses, and I have a few that I'm guessing, <laughs> And I think we're drawing near, but but this is this is an important scripture for us. Some of you may be into uh, eschatological schemes—that's end time schemes, just in case you didn't know that word—that um, rely heavily on an apocalyptic passage. In the Synoptic Gospels or in the Book of Daniel, in First Thessalonians five, and of course in the book of Revelation. So you, you are familiar with postmillennial optimism, amillennial pessimism, or the elaborate charts of dispensational premillennialism. It's fun and games, but listen to the words of Jesus. Verse 36, about that day and hour, no one knows. What is there about the words coming out of his mouth that we don't understand? No one knows. How can anyone presume to know what the Lord himself has no clue about? We can We can get clues and, and have our favorite theories, but we have to pay attention to what's going on. Are you ready? How do you get ready if you don't know? <laughs> like, if you know grandma's coming for three months, you don't get the house ready till like three, three days before she gets there, right? <laughs> if you know the day and the hour, you don't prepare till the end. But we're supposed to be ready yeah. Jesus made it clear be ready be ready so Proverbs twenty-one twenty says the wise store up choice food and olive oil but fools gulp theirs down 1 Thessalonians 5 6 says therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober. 1 Corinthians 16:13 says, "Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong." Be ready, keep awake. In verse 44, Jesus says again, "Be ready." Be ready to welcome the presence of Jesus. Be ready to be a steward of God, a servant of God. Be ready to live as we're supposed to live. Be ready to act in the interests of the kingdom. Be ready to be faithful. Be ready. This is the meaning of Paul's comment to the Ephesians church when he advises them to make the most of the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5.16 Thank you, Lord. Sleeper awake, rise from your, the dead. And he, you know, Paul continues and says, Be careful then how you live. Not as unwise people, but as wise. A person who lives in a state of readiness is a person who looks for opportunities to glorify God. So we, we're all intelligent people. You can just let that wash over you. Came from the altar, must be true. (laughs) As intelligent people, we, we, we know what's going on, and we expect something is, is cooking. We all have our, our favorite theories and our favorite ideas, and what is it that we need to do to get ready? Now, God will be working on our motivations to things. He's going to get us ready for that day if we're listening to him, if we're obeying him. Whatever our motivations are, we we can put food away, we can can, uh, uh, tell our neighbors, we can be about all sorts of things because we're motivated toward those things. But when we get to that day, all that will really matter to us is, is Jesus going to be glorified in this? Will Jesus be glorified because he will move through us in that way. That's, that's what motivates him. So we can, we can become prepared thinking that, oh, I know what's going to happen and I'm going to be ready. But Jesus will work through you and we'll be looking for obedience in that day. It, will this glorify Jesus? Because that's what it's all about. It's all about him coming. His day. And it's such an important day that the Father doesn't even share that day with the Son. Amazing stuff. Wow. But we have the hope of His coming. So we look at it and we say, how can we be ready? What's the best way for us to be ready? Is it by, by storing up crates of food? By, by um, um, secreting away things that, that will keep us alive, well, God said he'd take care of our needs. So if we're preparing that way, then are we moving in faith? Well, maybe we're moving in obedience, you know like I, I can't be a judge for anything like that because God's moving in the hearts of each of us. What, what is he saying to you? And how can you be obedient in that? So very important. But you know. There's an answer. How to be ready. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. Right? Ever heard that? It's a good idea. God actually knows what's going on. The very next passage to what we just read it talks about the parable of the ten virgins ooh interesting so when the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom oh we're still talking the same kind of language five of them were foolish and five were wise for when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps as the bridegroom was delayed they all became drowsy and slept you notice in the previous readings that we were talked about stay awake <laughs> he said stay awake but here all of the virgins slept and the problem with sleeping is you don't know you're asleep, right? You think you're getting ready. And the next thing you know, oh, hours have gone by. <laughs> I was asleep. They all slept. But at midnight there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. They all Trimmed their lamps. You know, just trim the wick. And and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, And those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. We're told here that they were told to be ready. Be ready. The oil is always a picture of the anointing. Uh, we use it for uh, uh, healing, uh, and it's 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 the word they use is olive oil. And so the, the idea is keeping full of the Holy Spirit. Keeping your relationship with the Holy Spirit fresh and new, filled up. Always be prepared that way. Reading the Word of God will replenish the oil. Praying. We heard about praise this morning. Those are the things that that top up the oil. That keep our oil high. Pray for the sick. Move in your anointing. Or as you give, it shall be given. He's telling us how to be ready. And it's not about food. He'll take care of us. What it's about is our relationship with Him. And when you think about it, that makes so much sense because it's all been about relationship. We need to keep the oil in our lamps full and be ready. So even if we do fall asleep, we're told not to, but even if we do, we're ready. Trim up the the wick. Make sure that the oil is ready and you're ready. So Jesus is saying, be ready. You don't know the day or the hour. I don't know the day or the hour. But you can be ready by simply being with him. By being with him. By being, by being prepared for all that he has. By spending time with him. So that he won't be able to say at the end, get away from me, I didn't know you. Because you know that he knows you. You've been with him. Your oil is tip-top, rightful. You haven't been distracted by all of the things around you. By all of the excuses that we we looked at. You know, well, I'm too old. And that one stuck with me. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Everything will be fine. The odds of disaster are too small. The government will save me. That's my favorite, I think. The government will save me. They, they want us to believe that. But the government will not save you. We don't know much about when Jesus might show up In a cloud of glory, but we can be prepared for the moment when Jesus wants to show up in His name in the lives of those around us. In His name we love, we serve, and we show kindness. Jesus, in a sense, has already come because He lives in you. Let Him out. Let him out. This is a season where we can express the wonder of who Jesus is to the world around us. And we can get away with it. Some might want to wish you a happy holiday, but just move past that. <laughs> Don't be offended. Wish him Merry Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. You wouldn't even be looking at holiday if it wasn't for him. Jesus is it. Let Jesus out this this Christmas. Let him, let him guide you. Be prepared. Let your oil flow. That oil, the olive oil, the, the fresh olive oil, the fresh oil of anointing, the fresh oil of, of healing. Be about his business. Be about the things that he's called us to. The best way to be obedient is by listening to him every day. If you love me, obey my commands, he says. That's our challenge. Will he come this Christmas? He doesn't know whether he is or not. Maybe he will. Our challenge is to be ready. To be ready. And I think it's clear what the way that we get ready is by keeping the oil up. Oh. Why don't we stand? Jesus. You don't know the day or the hour, so it isn't any good to ask you for a little uh, hint. And Father, you've uh, you've kept your mouth shut about this for over 2,000 years. You're really good at keeping secrets. And we bless you for that, because we know there's a reason. You don't waste anything. Lord, um, more than anything, we want to be ready. We can be motivated by fear or concern and want to be, want to be ready with food or provisions. Uh, and, and there's a reason for us to do that. That motivation you placed on our hearts, and we bless anybody that is prepared that way. But m- most important to us is to be ready With the anointing. Ready with the fresh oil. To have our. Our relationship with you. In such a. Such a state. That we just know. That we're going to. We're going to join you on that day. Help us to be wise virgins. Not foolish. Help us to be. Uh, among those that are ready when you arrive it is so good to serve you and to know you and to get get to know you deeper I pray that anybody that doesn't know you Lord in that way that they would make the best choice of their entire lives and make that a priority to, to get to know you to get to know who you are and all that you're about so that you'll say to them on that day welcome come on into to the marriage supper you're ready you have your oil ready bless each one we pray Lord as we get ready for your day thank you for Christmas and for all that it, it means to us thank you for this first Sunday of Advent this is our hope Sunday we have the hope of your coming and we're assured that it's going to be worthwhile because you're amazing we pray your blessing on each one as we as we break this morning and bless you for your goodness In Jesus' lovely name we pray. Amen.